All right, everybody, welcome to the One Amazing Life podcast. My name is Chris Stewart. I am your host this week and every week with my co-host and my amazing guest that we're going to go around the table here in a minute. Hey, guys, guess what? This week, I hope you guys are ready because this is probably going to be the best show we've ever done so far. I'm so ready, Chris. Are you ready, Jamie? I am Good. so ready. We're going to dive deep. We're going to talk about how to treat people. We're going to talk about how do we treat people, how we want to be treated, right? So it's going to go crazy, man. I know that on the high schools across this country, man, people don't always treat people the way they're supposed to. And, uh, you know, so we're going to talk about that because, you know, this show is for teenagers by teenagers. We got a couple of hosts here, but you know what? This got is this show's all about youth because we care about what you guys are going through and we want you guys to talk about it so we can build a community around the world and deal with stuff that teens are dealing with. You know what I mean? Every day is blessed by God and we're just grateful to be here. So without any further ado, I'm gonna go around the table and introduce everybody else that's around me so you guys get an idea of who's with us today. I'm gonna start to my right with my co-host Jamie. Jamie, that's what's it, up? That's it. Hey, I'm doing well. Everyone out there, I want you to all know. That our good friend Chris, who normally is wearing a suit, is actually wearing a T-shirt today. And this is unusual. This isn't the normal thing. So, Chris, why don't you tell us about the T-shirt you're wearing? You know, I would love to talk about the T-shirt. Normally, I am wearing a suit. Uh, and if you guys remember, I think on our last episode, I was talking about uh, firefighters. I was wearing another firefighter shirt. This week, I'm wearing a, a shirt from my friends down at Engine 29 in New Orleans, Louisiana. That's in the French Quarter. And uh, my captain, my friend Captain Rich actually gave me this shirt. Uh as a memento, I saw him uh, last week. I was down at a church in New Orleans, and then I went by the firehouse to say hi, and he gave me this shirt. Very so, nice. Once again, you know, we want to give big props to uh, all the firefighters that are out there, uh, not only in this country, but also over in Australia fighting those fires. So God bless all of you. Thank you for your service. And again, my name is Jamie, and I am a youth uh, minister out here in San Diego area, and I love hanging out with people who are in high school. Amen. And the reason I like hanging out with people in high school is – uh, they usually tell the truth. They're pretty authentic people, for the most part. For the most part. And I part. think we have three very authentic ones with us today, so I'm going to hand it off and let uh, my friend to my right here introduce himself. Go for it. Hi, I'm Ben. Ben, how old are you? I'm 17. 17. And what, what do you like to do for fun? I like to crochet. A crochet? Wow. Yeah. Now, that... Can you crochet standing on your head? Only if you pay me. Okay. Well, I know Jamie's wow. got some cash. I'm a little I bit just said these guys are truthful, and I'm not sure Ben can really yeah. crochet because he's not wearing a single crocheted item today. You know what else is weird about Ben is that we just got him out of juvenile hall, and he has neck and <laughs> hand tattoos. So I don't well, even know. Like, I don't think the, that's true. I think but, like, okay. the crochet thing might be stretching it a little I'd bit I'd like more. to say that's not true. <laughs> yeah, sorry. If Ben's mom's listening, we were just kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right. And to your right, our next guest is an... One Amazing Life veteran. She's been on the show now, what, three times? This is the third, I think, this right? This is the third. So please introduce yourself and tell us what you're all about. Um, My name is Elizabeth. I am 17 years old, and this is my third time being on the podcast. That's what I'm all about. Hey, I like Apparently, it. Apparently, she's you know all about what? podcasting now. Not only that, but was she authentic and honest over that? Like, I she gave us so. a whole life story in like five seconds. So you I could tell she was so. totally telling the truth. I, I love it. it. I love it, too. All right, last but not least, we have another veteran back on the show. Oh, uh, hello. My name is Nathan. I'm also 17, and this is my second time on the podcast. Okay. Well, All right, Nathan. Going. Yeah. It's 17 strong up in here today, yeah, Jamie. I'm feeling good what's about this What's 17 times 3? I don't even know. I'm not good at math. It's got to be at least more than, like, 30. 51. <laughs> 30. Oh. 
48. Okay, estimate, I don't know. We're gonna go with Nathan's right. answer on that. Yeah, which is I think it's Thank you, Nathan, for chipping in. We have future you know, that's, of America right that's here. That's the thing I love about this show, Jamie, is that we get people from all different backgrounds on the show. <laughs> Some are better than others. We talk about the uh, gifts that God gives us, right? Math. The yeah. gifts that God gives us every week. Some of us are blessed in math. Some of us aren't. So, and we just had that point proven. You know what I mean? Luckily for us, we know Elizabeth is very blessed in the music world. That's uh, right. That's and we hope right. that she stays there because That's obviously right. math ain't her strong suit. So let's let's go ahead and get started with the show, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't know the answer. Yeah, I didn't know the I answer. Didn't, I, I mean, at least she I took a know. guess, right? I love it. I asked Nate to help me with math earlier. Wait, math. <laughs> I asked Nate to help me earlier with math. And he said yes. And well, this was not helpful. No, I, I, I feel like it was because we know that he knows his business. So that's good. You're going to the right person. I mean, besides God, I think Nathan is probably the best bet you have for a lot of things. But especially in math, it seems like he, he answered that right off the bat. 51. 51. You know what? But that's you know, and that's funny because that's what we're talking about today, right, guys? Like we're talking about how do you treat people, right? And like, quick story. You know, I was down in New Orleans over the weekend, and then you know what the only difference is between a homeless person in New Orleans and a non-homeless person in New Orleans? What's that, Chris? That usually the place where they live. Like, their attitude is the same. You know what I mean? So like, maybe one has a home and one doesn't have a home, but you'd never know by talking to them that they don't. You know what I mean? Like. Like, it's not that anybody likes being homeless, but, like, they don't look at it as a bad thing, right? I talked to one guy on the corner. I said, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of struggling with some stuff in life right now, and I lost my home, and I'm just down here, but I got my trumpet, and I'm playing, and I'm making money, and, and people have been real nice tonight, and that's really cool. And then I walked a block further, and I saw another guy. I said, hey, man, how you doing today? And he was like, man, you know what? I'm doing really good. I just actually got into a shelter. Last week, and, and things are going good, and, and I had some problems with drugs and alcohol, and I'm off those now, and I got my trumpet, and people are being really nice this week, and I'm like, you know what, I think I just met your brother, right, like a block away, right, but one guy still is having some problems, but he's still in a good mood, and he, he likes being alive, and, you know, and I told him, God bless me, like, God has blessed us, right, and like, these are just guys that are on the streets, you know. But it's interesting to see, and that's what we're going to start off my first question for you, uh, Elizabeth, is what do you do when you see a homeless person? What's your reaction? Like, honestly, like. Well, first I think, like, how could I help them? And then I usually don't do anything. But there was one Christmas where, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. My mom, instead of going to church on Christmas Eve, we drove around downtown and put together these little bags with all this stuff. And she made my barefoot brother, like, jump out of the car and give them to people. On it, and that was fun. I mean, that is fun. I mean, that's a nice thing to do, except for your brother being barefoot. I'm not really sure what that's all about. We can dive into that maybe now next week's show because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But it sounds like your heart was in the right place. But, you know, one of the first things you said was, you know, I, I, I think about them, but usually I don't do anything. And, you know, and I think about that. And it's like we as Christians especially, you know, people that are in the faith-based community, it's like, like, that's our whole point, right? Like, we're supposed to help those kind of people. And, and I know myself included, sometimes I will see them, and I don't always say hi to every one of them. You know what I mean? I might, like, walk by them, or if they ask me for money, I might look and be like, oh, I'm not going to give you any money because I decide that they might spend on something I don't approve of, right? And that's not the, that's not what God teaches us, you know what I mean? And i got to catch myself, and that's why we're talking about it today because I think it's really important for, especially 
you know, teenagers to look at that and be like, hey, you know what? Like, maybe I shouldn't just judge that. Maybe I should just help that person out. They might need some something that I can't necessarily, you know, a dollar might not seem like that much. You better really help them out. Ben, what about you? I know you skateboard around town a lot, and you probably meet a lot of different kinds of people, and some are probably pretty colorful. What's, uh, give me your take on on kind of like the way you deal with homeless people, or not, I shouldn't say deal, but how you're dealings with them, if that makes sense. Well, I try to be as, like, friendly as possible, like, obviously, but um, there's homelessness um, in my family, so I, it kind of gives me a different light on it because I feel personally, like, worse for them because it just makes me think of, like, them and stuff and... So I just try to treat them as though they were, like, one of my good friends or something like that. So they, like, because they're people, too, and they don't deserve to be, like, ignored or, like, looked away from, if that makes sense. No, absolutely, that makes sense. sense. And and what a great thing, you know, Jamie, with that, isn't it? It's so true, right, that, like, you know, if you talk to... I mean, 90%, I was, maybe 90 is a little bit high, but 80% of most homeless people that I talk to, like, they don't want to be there. You know, like, something happened. Like, they missed a payment, right. a rent payment, or they got laid off from a job they had had, or, or they had something happen, maybe some medical bills, that you know, like, they, or they came back from Afghanistan. We've got a lot of vets, you know, here in That's San it, Diego, yeah. we've got a lot of vets, too, that are homeless. And you talk to them, and you, it breaks your heart that you find out the reason why they're homeless is because... They went to Afghanistan or they went someplace to, to fight war and they came back and something happened with their housing or their GI Bill or something like that. And all of a sudden they got nothing and they thought just one week in a tent and they'd be back on their feet. And it costs a lot of money to get back on your feet when you're it homeless. It really you does, know? yeah. And one thing, too, that's, that's really big that people don't take into account is just having friendships. Like, you know, if you there was a year when I was in college and I didn't have a place to live and I didn't have a car. And I didn't have, uh, all I had was a job, and I knew I had some classes I had to go to. And everything else I had to figure out on my own. I was 20 years old. And so I had a plane ticket back to San Diego. I arrived here, and you know what happened that year? I ended up living with friends. Like, I was kind of couch surfing one place to another. My brother was like, you know what, I got an old pickup truck. I'll let you use that. And um, I ended up not sleeping on the street, not one time. I didn't sleep in my, I never had to sleep in my car. And it was because I was connected. I, I had people that I knew. Uh, but I thought about that. You know, what happens if you're not connected? What happens if you end up in a town and you don't have friends, you don't have family, you don't have people who are going to help you out? Uh, it wouldn't take a whole lot to end up being uh, on the street. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, Nathan, tell us what maybe an interaction that you've had with a homeless person that was positive or something you've helped somebody out with, or just how you, how do you approach them in general? If you see somebody and asking you for money. Um, when it comes to me, um, with the homeless, um, well, the only time I really interact with the homeless is like, if I'm with the church or with this other group that, um, we go down to downtown and help them a lot, help them out a lot. Um, the one thing I've noticed is that just being kind to them and asking how they're doing, it goes a long way because um, this one thing that I do with this other group I'm a part of, um, we make burritos for them and we bring them downtown. And then um, we like, our goal is to talk with them and just like get to know them. And um, most of the people that I talk to there, they like, they just tell me how, um, what we're doing, it really means a lot. And not only just the food, it's just interacting with them and like asking them how they're doing. And they say that that like makes their day all the time. Yeah. 
No, I, I believe that. And it's, you know, it's interesting, you know, because I actually spent about 10, 11 months uh, totally homeless. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't have friends and I didn't have a couch or anything, you know, and I'd made some bad decisions in my life. So I'm not going to blame anybody for why I was there more than myself. But it's just interesting to see how God's hand is still on you even in those hard times, right? Because there was a lot of things that I know I went through that he directed what could have been a really, really bad situation to where it was a tolerable situation, you know? And I, and I remember, you know, like, that was one of the things that, like, anybody who would just even be nice to you, you know, because you feel bad enough already, right? And I'm sure you guys know this, right? Like, even if you get sick, right? Like, you get sick and you're like, oh, don't, don't shake my hand, I'm sick. Or, or if you're throwing up at home, you're like, oh, mom, don't come in here because, like, I'm sick. You know what I mean? It's like, imagine like that, but if you don't even have a place to go, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like a tough thing. And that's one thing I know you guys are really good about it, you know what I mean? Like, here, our church is, is really good about that. I mean, we, we really reach out to a lot of people, and, and that's good. But I just wanted to start this conversation around the country. And, and you know, I'll, I'll put our email on here later at the end of the show. So if you're listening, and, you know, I'd love to hear what your comments are about maybe homeless people in your area and what your interaction is or maybe if your youth group or, or just you personally belong to a group that does things. I'd love to get some great ideas because we're always looking for ideas to give to other people. And we could talk more about that on a, on a different episode. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, for sure. I got a question for... You guys, for the high school people here, Chris just said, you know, he spent 11 months on the streets. Um, you guys have any questions for him about maybe what that was like? Um, how did you get off the streets? Like, how did you get back? That's a great question. Um, so I was lucky that eventually I had run out of everything that was available. You know what I mean? As far as just my, I looked at, you know, one day I looked in a window on the street, I was in Hollywood at the time. I lived in Hollywood, and and I was walking up uh, Hollywood Boulevard, and I, I saw my reflection in a window, and I was like unrecognizable, right? Like I was like, what? How did I become that person? And uh, so I remember I sent my my sister an email, and uh, my sister lives out on the East Coast, and you know I was in California, and so I didn't have a phone or anything, and so I had to go to the public library. See, like, you guys ever go to the library and see homeless people? Like I was one of those people, and like you know I used to think that was like they were taking up my time in the library, like, oh, why they let homeless people? And then I became one of them. So now I don't think that anymore. You know what I mean? I'm always, if I see a homeless person in the library, I'm like, hey, if you want to use the, the computer, go ahead, right? Because that's how I sent my sister an email, and, and she replied to me like the next day and uh, and said that she would help me. So I, I moved out to her house, and uh, and she let me stay with her for a couple months so I got back on my feet, and, and that really helped me out a lot. And I mean, family is so important. You know, and, and unfortunately, sometimes when you're homeless, you lose track. It's like your phone dies or, or you lose your phone or, you know what I mean? You don't have any way to really get a hold of people then, you know, so you're kind of all on your own. But, yeah, good question. Thank you. Nathan, uh, do you have a question? Uh, yeah, I got a question. Um, did you, um, after you got out of the um, homelessness, did you kind of talk to God about that and just see, like, kind of why that happened and why you went through that? Yeah, actually, you know, that's a, another great question. And I think this is really important because when I was going through it, you know, I would always blame God, right? Or I, I would say, why are you doing this to me? You know, like, I don't think I'm that b bad of a person. I don't think I deserve to be in this situation. You know, I, I see a lot of other people that are in this situation, and I feel like they did worse things to people in life than I did, so why am I here, right? And even though I took some responsibility for it, you know, when I really took it back to God after, you know, he obviously brought me out of it and, and got me back on my feet.
it was interesting to see that everything that God has put me in that I thought was a horrible situation has, you know, it's kind of turned into gold now where I can help other people. You know, like I, I was able to spend like literally probably eight to 10 hours in the last two days down in New Orleans talking to homeless people as like a ministry, right? Like going in and, and, and people were like, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And, you know, and I do it here and, and I work with a lot of people that have addiction issues, you know, and, and it's like, that's always homelessness is always usually a part of that. And so it's one thing when somebody's struggling through that to go back and look them right in the eye and say, Hey, you know what? Like, I know actually what you've been through and I'm not just like a, a good Samaritan coming to help them. I'm actually somebody that they know they can trust because I've been through the same thing. And, and I think that's a big part of it, you know? And, um, now I look back, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to be homeless, but I thank God every day that all the situations that he has put me in in life through, you know, like I said, tough times has really not only increased my faith, like now I'm fearless, right? Like me and Jamie talk about this all the time, but like, you know, I was just talking about like a test that I passed for school and, and like nothing that I ever face anymore. Am I worried that it's not going to come out? Okay. Right. Like, and I think that's a very rare thing to actually go through in life, right? Like our faith is always tested, but especially when you get to a place like being homeless and you hit rock bottom in different areas of your life, when God brings you through that and then you get to give that back as a gift to other people, that's like, that's really, that's what this whole thing is really about, you know? And, and that's really what we try to do on this podcast and, and what we do in life. And, and I know you guys are big supporters of that as well. And, and, you know, me and Jamie always encourage, encourage you guys, you know, when you guys are going through a hard time, what do I always say? I'm always like, now don't forget, this is going to be something you're going to be able to help somebody else through. I know it doesn't feel like it right now, but it really is, you know? And, um, and so that's, that's really when I took it to God, that's what he said. He was like, hey, you know, how, you, how do you expect to help change people's worlds and how do you expect to be a real man of God if I don't put you through some tests so you actually know what it's like and what they're going through? And I was like, okay, good point. That yeah, would have been helpful in the beginning, of, though. There's a lot of stuff in life that, uh, <laughs> right. a lot of stuff in life that that can be recycled, right? Yeah, a lot of that stuff out there that we just think is trash, throw away, bad experiences can be can be turned into something of value. Yeah, to someone else for sure. I would say God doesn't make things happen to you; He makes things happen for you. You know, that's one of my big catchphrases, and and I love that. All right, I want to thank everybody once again for tuning in this week to the One Amazing Life podcast. Uh, We're going to take a break for a second. We're going to come back. We're going to continue our talk about uh, how we treat people and how we want to be treated. And, uh, you know, don't forget also, anytime you guys have a question about the show, we'd love to get all your comments or ideas for uh, any show that you guys want us to do on here. And you can reach us at chris at one-youth.com. So please send in all of your comments, questions, or concerns. We would love to hear from you. All right, we'll be right back. Coming up next week on the One Amazing Life podcast. Your own vision. What would you like to see high school campuses be like? Um, If I wanted to see something different, um, I would say everyone just be um, more like, like we are here because I've noticed that like when new people come here, we're always so welcoming. But have you ever seen people, this is kind of like the next step, have you ever seen people actually work hard to include folks who have uh, special needs, kids in your high school? Or is it more of like just kind of separating? Yeah, I think it's just like treating them like anyone else, like just being nice and treat others the way you would like to be treated. Like if someone looked down at you, like 
how you would expect like high school kids to look down on someone who has special needs then like that's just not good <laughs> just, just be nice 